everyone, and welcome to Sugar Pills, your practical guide to self-care. I'm your host, Candy Washington, and I can't wait to help you lead a more joyful life. So let's get started on this week's episode. you to rate and subscribe and review the podcast and take a quick screenshot of your review email it to me at info at candywashington.com. That's in the show notes if you, you know, need to grab it. And I will send you a free self-care gift as a thank you. Don't forget to tag me at Candy Washington in your Instagram post of your aha moments and of you listening to the podcast. And I will show you some love back and repost you. Join our Patreon self-care tribe and check out the More Than Enough, the self-love course, Again, all that info is in the show notes. What lights you up most in this season of your life? So what lights me up most in this season of my life has to be discernment. Really gotten to a place in my life where I am just in tune with my own intuition, my own inner guidance, my own divinity. And that is what is really leading me. So what lights me up is just waking up and just thinking, you know, what should I do today? Who should I speak to? How should I connect? Like, just let my thoughts, words, and actions be guided by grace. So discernment is really what lights me up now. So much information that's out there now, a variety of information. So it's like practicing the art of discernment and just knowing that, like you said, grace and your inner voice best to just tune within and practice your own discernment. Yeah. And, you know, we talk like we'll call it, you know, the spiritual guidance or intuition, you know, in, in spirituality and wellness. But in business, people like, oh, I had a gut feeling. Let's do a gut check. Like, what does it just feel like? Like, what, what does your gut say? Go with your gut. Your internal guiding system, your own internal intuition. Like, what's that gut check? And I think the reason why it's so important to talk about that is, I forgot what I was watching or listening to, but they were saying a lot of people who either had bad things happen to them or, you know, just had trauma. They always say like, I had a feeling I shouldn't have trusted that person. I had a feeling I shouldn't have gone to that party. I had a feeling I shouldn't have, you know, went down that particular road or whatever it was. And then when they didn't listen and honor that feeling, that gut check, that intuition, you know, that, that divinity whisper, something bad happened. It's really good to, to not only listen to that voice, but to honor it. Absolutely. And hearing that voice or trusting that voice, it sometimes takes hard routes to get there where you can finally trust it. I know for myself, I thought that that was way too out there and woo woo. But for this one circumstance, that was the catalyst for everything for me. I felt like I had a brick there. And when I finally honored it, it was like a liberating relief. Honestly, it still is an ongoing process to trust it. Oh, yeah. It's not, it's not, it's a lifestyle. Oh, I have this internal intuition. Now, every time I'm going to magically follow it. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like, like it's life. So it's like, it's a continual thing. Sometimes you'll listen to it. Sometimes you won't. Sometimes it's quiet. Sometimes it's loud, but it's just getting um, in alignment with it and getting tuned to it and then having the awareness of it. But it's a lifestyle, you know, we're all human beings and that's the beauty of being you know, a human is that we're going to make mistakes. We're not perfect. That's just our road. That's our human experience. And then giving, cutting yourself some slack, you know, we're built imperfectly. So 
you know, we're perfect divine beings, like living this imperfect human experience. So have that grace for it. That's where the learning comes from. That's where your wisdom comes from. Yeah. So beautifully articulated. By the way, you wear so many hats. You're very multi-talented. I mean, you... And you go after whatever it is you want. I can tell like you've written many books, you created a film, a media production company, now a podcast. And so it seems as though looking on the outside, somebody that doesn't know you at all, I'm like, oh, wow, she just like goes after it, which is amazing. And I know that I don't know the entire story, but I'd love to hear your story. Yeah. So my story is I grew up in upstate New York. Um, My family is not in the entertainment business or anything like that at all all um just very very normal and then um I always had a love of storytelling like I would write plays and I would write poems and and books like as a child so I always had that in me but I was always really shy so there Mm -hmm. was a part of me that was fear-based that I didn't want to say oh I want to you know make screenplays and be on tv and do all these great you know so-called grandiose things you know because sometimes we have those things where it's like if you put it out there and you don't make it then you're like oh everyone's gonna think I'm a failure everyone's gonna you know think I didn't have what it took to, to make it you know you have all those like self-limiting beliefs so I didn't go for it 100% fully and then I went to Georgetown University in DC I studied philosophy and I was on the pre-law track was gonna wow. go to law school and do either intellectual property or entertainment law which it's funny and also in alignment because I create a lot of IP, all that stuff, all of that is intellectual property. And then it obviously entertainment, which is, you know, in that vein as well. So it was always, it was always in the mix. I was always uh, adjacent to it, but too scared to put my full body into it. So yeah, but then I was just like, you know what? So I, so I finished up school and I was like, you know what? I really don't want to be a lawyer. I want to play one on TV or I want to like write what they're saying on the show. I don't necessarily like want to be in the actual trenches and in court as a true blue lawyer. So then I moved uh, to New York, did some internships, did some work. And then after kind of being like a crazy New Yorker, I was like, all right, <laughs> like for me. So I think again, you know, your life is never linear. You always go down different paths. And when you stop thinking that your life has to look like some pre-described storybook that society tells you is when you actually take your own power back to be the your own creator of your own life you know to be the own author of your own story and so I was working and I thought you know what I could either stay in this corporate job which I got after my internship and I was like I could either stay in this and work for years and decades of my life creating making a somebody making making somebody else rich b fulfilling somebody else's vision and dream or I could take a leap of faith bet on myself and make my own vision and dreams come true I have my own visions I have my own dreams I have my own things that I want to accomplish so am I going to sit here and wake up and just be in a bigger office a bigger cubicle one day or, or am I going to go up there and like get after it? So when I made that decision, I called my mom and I was like, so yeah, I think I'm just going to quit and like move away. <laughs> and um, just, you know, I don't know. At, at that time, I didn't have my podcast or anything like that. And I was just like, I don't know all this like blog. <laughs> and my mom was just like, well, it's about time. You've all been waiting for you just to go do oh, it. So good. So you have her support. That is yeah. amazing. Yeah, so I had all I had all the support and you know quit my job, 
had my savings and moved to LA. And then when I got to LA, that was like, again, nothing's linear and you always have to continuously take leaps and you have to continuously decide to believe in yourself. And so I moved out to LA and I was like blogging and doing all this fun stuff, doing social media, working with brands. And like, that was all great and fun, but I still had that yearning of something more. I still had that desire to create and and not just to create, but to create on my own terms. And I had been auditioning and I was getting like commercials and short films and little things like that. But I was going out for the same character over and over again. And then Mm -hmm. watching TV and watching shows, I wasn't seeing what I wanted to see. And, and, and again, it was just like, I, you see people now have a very glamorous life, but like on the back end, I would go to these events and I'd be like, these girls are miserable. It's almost like when you realize models aren't happy. Like, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. And I'm like, these girls are miserable. Like what, what's going on here? And, and they're not living on their own terms. Exactly. And so I kind of had all that going on. And then I had my own um, moments of like, wow, like I really have a super codependent personality. Like it's really hard for me to create boundaries. Wow. It's really hard for me to push back. It's really hard for me to say no. It's really hard for me to be my own advocate. What is going on here? <laughs> You're so human. Had, <laughs> yeah. I'm a human being. What? <laughs> <laughs> and so I had all of that stuff going on and I kind of had to get serious with myself. I'm like, okay, if you're going to do this, then it's time to do it. Like what advice would you give your best friend going through this. Ooh. And so I was like, if I'm going to be my own best friend, I would tell my best friend to stop waiting for the perfect role to come to you, write it, shoot it and do it yourself. That's how everyone else has done it. Like everyone who's like, like pretty much the bulk of people who aren't born into it or don't yep. like marry relationship type deal into it. Yep have created their own lane. Look at Oprah, look at Tyler Perry, look at Issa Rae, look at Mindy Kaling. Like all of these people created their own content and created their own characters and then put it out there. They didn't wait for someone to give them permission to do what they knew that they were called to do. So that really got to me and I was like, all right, I have to be accountable. Like, yeah, it's great that I wanna be creative and artistic, but like to what end, what is my purpose? And so then I got really clear on what my per- my personal purpose was. And for me, the reason why I, Candy Washington, exist on this world, in this world, is to add value to the lives of others through storytelling. I tell it stories through my podcast, through Instagram. I tell it through my books, my scripts, um, all that stuff here. We're just talking right now. We're just telling stories. We're talking about things that have happened to us, our insights, our thoughts. We're just telling stories. And people listening to this we'll get something out of it. They're going to be like, wow, that is so me. Like I told you, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm already feeling that I'm already like, oh my gosh, there's such a similar path. And by the way, you really are a really, you can tell a natural storyteller as well. Cause it can be hard for some people to share their story. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what you share, I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally relate to that too. That's one of, I was in the entertainment industry for a bit and I wanted to, like you were saying, basically grab my own wheel and make it happen. Yeah, definitely. And it's really what you you what you have to do and we have abundance we have so many resources at our fingertips I mean your film your short film is on Amazon Prime that's amazing yeah it's on Amazon Prime and it's on SoFi TV and then I just got my podcast was picked up by iHeartRadio which is so exciting 
Yeah. Yes, that was super, super exciting. So yeah, I, I just really took it into my own um, hands and my own reins. And when I moved more into the space of like primarily when I was doing like Instagram and blogging, it was like fashion, beauty, blah, 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 blah. But when I really pivoted into self-care, which is what I primarily talk about now um, on my podcast and also um, on Instagram and on my website and all that fun stuff was when my purpose deepened. So Mm -hmm. my purpose was to add value to others through storytelling, which is great. And that's fun. But then I got to the point where I realized the story that I'm actually telling is my own. Mm-hmm. And that is what people connect to. And that's what really resonates with people. So like the movie is great and the books are great and all of that stuff is great. But what people are actually connecting to is my story. Like, yeah. oh, there's this little girl who like grew up with a dream and she was kind of timid and kind of codependent and she got over that and she's working through it and now she's making her own stuff. Wow, she can do it. So can I, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like my story is actually the most important one and it's the most valuable one I got that through um mental mentors like one day I'll meet Oprah and then she'll be my mentor then but like until then I'll just like (laughs) yes that but but when you think about it the core people who who make it in that way who really make it on their own terms you're really rooted in their story yeah you know what I mean? You're really rooted in who they are. Yes, it's great to have your network. Yes, it's great to have your talk show. Yes, it's great to have all this stuff. But it's really like, how did you get it? Mm-hmm. And what you went through to get it and what you gave up to get it. And that is what we, is. that's what makes those people so great. And that's what make us so drawn to them. Oh, and I can tell you really just, you go after it and you are writing your own story, no longer a character in someone else's. Well, maybe like everybody has many characters in their stories, right? But also that when you were working in that corporate world, that was still a beautiful part of your story. You learned so much that led you and taught you what you know now that can help you thrive where you're at now, I'm sure. And plus people can relate to you more as well. Oh, absolutely. And it goes back to, um, not to say Oprah too much, but <laughs> you can't overuse yeah. her. She's my mentor in my head. So yes. she said, no experience is ever wasted. So mm-hmm. everything you've gone through, good, bad, or otherwise, is in service of you stepping into the most empowered version of yourself and into the life that you were met and called to, to live. And so yeah. I can, and that is so true because I was actually working in, um, I was doing corporate America and I was working in PR and marketing. And that was like my day job, which was insane because it was crazy hours and it was very demanding. And then at night and on the weekends, I would take um, acting classes and I would write and I started blogging. So I was doing all my creative stuff at night and on night and on the weekends. But then during the day, I was working um, in corporate America and PR and marketing. But uh, what I learned, and, and these for, were for um, brand strategy and design firms. But what I learned during that time was I learned how to build a brand, how to have mm. an um, what's your, what's your vision? What's your mission statement? Who's your ideal customer? Who do you serve? Um, what's your brand architecture? Your, you know, uh, what's the tone of your brand? What's your color palette? What's your color scheme? And then how do you build that out so that every time someone experiences your brand, A, they know it's yours and B, that experience is meaningful in a good way. And then also like PR and marketing, like 
how to write your own press release, how to generate your own press, how to pitch yourself, how to pitch myself for like brand sponsorships. I learned how to pitch myself for, um, I have a great agent now, but before I didn't have an agent like way back in the day. And I had to learn how to pitch myself to casting and how to pitch myself to get in the door. And then, you know, like thankfully I was able to get a really good agent, but I had learned all those skills there. Yeah that I was then able to take and apply to my own brand. So now if you go anything Candy Washington, my Twitter, LinkedIn, website, Instagram, um, whatever it is, it is very clear who, you, who you're looking at, who you serve and the value that you get. And so I learned all those things while being there. And of course, we were talking about corporate brands, like think about like FedEx, like the world on time, you know, a t- mm-hmm. like who knew how powerful a tagline was Nike just do it you know I'm Candy Washington actress with style and the self-care muse you know in 30 seconds who I am and who I serve so at the time obviously I didn't have the awareness and and the cognizant to know wow I'm working this corporate job and one day it's gonna totally pay off no you know? <laughs> <laughs> like in the moment I was just like uh stab me in the eye uh, like oh my god <laughs> I'm wasting my life <laughs> exactly god why am I not rich and famous by now <laughs> where's my series regular but you know what's amazing is all your life experiences you're gonna have that role one day where you're like I'm so I get it now I get why I went through that you know and for people that even don't want to get into the entertainment industry or acting but they feel very lost in their job or whatever they're doing it's so, so beautiful to remember that this is perhaps happening for you and not to you because it's going to lead you somewhere in time when you're ready in divine time. Everything happens for you and not to you. Everything yeah. does, just whether or not you're, you have that mindset and perspective. You might be in a dead-end job and it's just there just to light that fire under your butt. If you were a little bit more comfortable, you would actually never leave. So it's yeah. like, you know, think about like, you know, the nest and the bird, like the mama bird will kick the baby out of the nest, not because she hates her baby, but because she knows her baby's ready to fly. So sometimes it needs to be that kick in your butt to make you fly. (laughs) Absolutely. In the nest, you'll stay in the nest, but you're actually meant to fly someplace else and create your own nest. And you were talking about how if you were to look you up, you get an idea of what you represent. Of course, we don't know exactly who you are because there's so much to you there. We're all multifaceted, multidimensional, right? Like there's so much to all of us, but you do have a good idea because you've been able to pitch yourself, like you said. And so you can Google Kenny Washington again idea. And truly the first thing that comes to my mind or truly what I see, because I know a lot of people, everybody has so many dreams, but I think the biggest block is the mind. You, for whatever reason, have been able to get over this mental block in the creation process and make it happen. Four books and a film and a media production company, you know, I mean, it's really hard for people to just take the plunge and make it happen. Do you think that this was just something that is innately in you, you were just able to just do, or is there something you had to like work through to get over and now you can execute what you want and because you trust yourself? Um, I think, I think it was always innately in me. But there were definite, definite obstacles that I had to get over. And like the majority of all obstacles in life, the majority of them are, are in our minds. So it was yep. really getting over my own self-limiting beliefs, my own mental um, blocks from 
from stepping into the version of myself I knew I wanted to be rather than staying uh, myself. And I think um, a couple of things that I really had to learn was stop playing small. Mm. I don't need, and this was a part of my codependency. I never wanted to outshine someone. I never wanted to say everything I thought and my ideas and all that stuff. So, or like pitch myself in like a much bigger way. But um I just got, when I got to the point where I knew like, this was it, like, this is it, like, this is my path. And this is where I'm at. I was able to let go of anything that was rooted in ego. It just yeah. into my divine power. It's holding me back was ego things. And people think of ego, they think, oh, this person's like cocky and conceited. They think that they're everything. No, that's actually not true. Ego is actually just rooted in fear. Like, I'm afraid mm-hmm. that if I try this and fail, somehow I'll be looked at as less than or a failure. Ego doesn't want to look like they're wrong. And the ego doesn't look like, it doesn't want to look like it failed in it. And it's actually rooted in um, trying to keep you safe. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, it's protecting you. It's really just trying to protect you. Yeah. So true. So true. And there are times when the ego can actually be beneficial, but when it comes to like the pain body or just that fear-based ego that holds you back, I mean, it seems as though in their internal world, in their internal dialogue, they're obviously playing small because they don't want to show up and outshine. But really, it's funny how that could be the ego that is holding them back. It's not the fact that they are being modest or humble, but they're just shying away because they want to cloak themselves so they don't they might have a fear of being seen they might have a fear of being rejected by whoever and so they might I I think it's so interesting you said that you let go of playing small because I think that that is one of the biggest things that hold many people back we all have a variety of different shadows a variety of different reasons the ego plays into our fears but one that is very common for a lot of people is definitely that playing small and cloaking themselves. Absolutely. And then I think um, a couple other things that really helped me and what, and what I'm you know, still doing and everything because I have so many dreams I have to bring to fruition. But um, they're on their way. They're on their they're way. On You're the making way. it happen. Yeah, they're, they're on the way, but was also um, really stop giving an F. I yeah. had to get to the place where my, the way I felt about myself and what I was doing was my first and best priority. And I did not give an F what anyone thought about it and or me. Like Mm. I had to really stop because the truth is 98% of that is always in our head. People aren't really thinking about you in that way. They're usually thinking about themselves. What am I eating? How am I going to do this? How am I going to pay How am I going to do that? The majority of people are thinking about themselves or not even really thinking about what we're doing, but thinking that they do and being preoccupied with, well, if I post on Instagram that I, that I want to do this, or if I go to this audition, or if I, you know, start this podcast, what are people going to think? Who cares? Exactly. And the majority of people really probably won't think that much. They'll be like, oh, that's cool. And for the, (laughs) like, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, oh, Um, yeah. And then for the percent of people who actually, you know, are haters or have something negative say, usually it's rooted in their own jealousy. It's rooted Mm -hmm. in their own feeling of less than it's rooted in their own ego. And it really has nothing to do with you. They're projecting their own insecurities onto you. So I had to get to the place where I was just like, nobody's really thinking about me that much. So get over myself and just do it. And two, if somebody has something negative 
something to say like let the haters hate that's their job go ahead i don't care and honestly well you know the bigger you get the more eyes you have and therefore more people that are quote-unquote haters you have and and though i think cancel culture is toxic and just horrible it also allows one to step into themselves in a beautiful uh, unusual way but yeah the trolls the haters it's toxic but it comes with the territory the more eyes you have on you yeah yeah definitely um i think cancel culture might be a little different but i totally get get what you're saying um right what came up for you when i said that well for me with cancel culture i i am here for it okay (laughs) yeah so if we oh yeah we could pivot to cancel culture because i think that we need to really overcorrect and then once we get through cancel culture with this overcorrection and once there's been true accountability and not just Mm -hmm. accountability but there's actually been a tangible consequence to people's actions and words right then I think we'll be able to kind of get back to a more of a middle ground where it's like okay maybe make a misstep you're not completely canceled and you can get education over but I think that there's been so much um, lip service done to it historically and in the past where there hasn't been any true accountability or any true consequences it's 2021 and this is literally still happening to this day it's because there has been no accountability and there's been no true consequence so for me That's i'm here for cancel culture cancel them all once people see it's like why we have the prison system i don't want to be bad because i don't want to go to jail okay i'm not going to be racist and sexist and horrible and i don't want to be canceled Abs- okay okay when you say <laughs> yeah. it that way absolutely i do think that this is so necessary for people to take accountability and see and educate themselves and perhaps take a step back but I mean, when others spread lies about someone or create a false narrative of someone, people start to say, like, go kill yourself. It really becomes that's, a... That's not cancel culture, though. I think yeah. when it's, um, it's like the Black Lives Matter movement. Everybody BLM. And it's like, actually, that has, just because it's a Black person and a white person does not mean it's BLM. Like, that is... That's, right actually not what it is at its core blm is really just about uh police brutality against minorities and that's really what yeah. it is at its core i think a lot of times people um use it incorrectly or they use it sparingly and then it takes away and it dilutes its true meaning when you apply it to things that it really has nothing to do with and so i think the true essence of cancel culture was we matter our voices matter anybody who's being you know, abuse or people are saying, you know, mean things or all this crazy stuff out there. And yet you're giving them a platform, you're giving them money, you're giving them fame, you're giving them status, you're giving them influence. Well, they're getting that money and that fame and that status and influence from our consumers' dollars. So we are going to start putting our voice on social media. We're going to start putting our money, you know, behind people and things and organizations that we ethically morally value and support so when you don't when you don't reflect what we believe in we're going to cancel you through our voice and through our money because that's what the true essence of cancel culture is but use it for different situations it can be confusing and it can dilute it and and then people are having you know um different conversations about what it means or what it doesn't like i'm i'm a female and i'm a minority and Mm -hmm. i really think it's really really important to be very intentional 
about when we use words like racism or colorism or um, sexism, because those things are very real and they very much exist. And when you throw it around to sometimes justify poor behavior, like sometimes, you know, if there's um, a woman who might be like black or minority and say she's on TV and she's Act, and she's acting very aggressively and you say wow you're being aggressive and she's like oh no you're just saying I'm an angry black woman no you, that's racist like no actually it's not actually you're you're, you're being an, you're, you're you're being aggressive and you need to calm down <sighs> and we're calling you out on it that isn't racism that's you having an attitude problem and you need to correct it it's, it's really important to use those isms and and to use the cancel culture and all of that stuff when it is truly appropriate and applicable, because there are a lot of people who do suffer from that. And it's a yeah. very real thing. But when they then try and call it out, people are like, oh, well, everything is racism. Everything is BLM. Everything mm. is cancel culture. And it dilutes and it. It dilutes it. And then it also confuses it. People have to be very, very clear. And I, I was actually watching, like, I love Bravo. Me too. I'm, this year, it's been a little, it's been a little tumultuous with their, with their, with their shows. Um, right. So weird. But overall, I, I love Bravo and I watch um, The Real Housewives of Potomac. And on one Ooh. of the reunions, it's a it's a it's a primarily um, black cast. And mm-hmm. on one of the reunions, there was a question about like, oh, like, do you think calling like there's one girl and her name is like Wendy and she's like a darker skinned woman and um, somebody else in there. I'm like, oh, like, do you think like calling her aggressive was colorism? Because colorism is exists. Um, and like black culture and brown culture when it's darker skinned people versus lighter skinned people. So, oh, you think that you're better because you have fairer skin or you think that, you know, I'm not this or that because I have darker skin. So that's more like, that's more like internalized racism and that's called colorism. Right. Uh, okay. And and they were like talking about it. And I was just like, no, in my mind, I was like, this has <laughs> nothing to do with colorism. I was like, Wendy was just obnoxious and she got called uh-huh. out stop Uh (laughs) the girl who called her out was um ashley and ashley's biracial she's half black and half white okay so she's like um more like my skin tone like very like uh fair and Uh so they're like oh like ashley blah 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 you know because you're fair skin and wendy's dark and i'm just like no 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 wendy was just being aggressive and obnoxious this literally has nothing to do with colorism they had the conversation about it to be like let's let's just put a pause on all the isms because when it really does happen, those things need to be addressed, you know, fairly and adequately and with grace and with compassion with people who, who have experienced that. Not, not with just because like you were having a temper tantrum on Bravo. Like, I'm sorry, sweetheart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, all of this together, get it together. Yeah. But I also want to be sensitive to like Wendy because I genuinely would not know. So it's like, I sometimes I'm like, I feel like I need to be sensitive to Wendy's feelings because maybe there's something super internalized there, something like an ancestral wound or whatever that is just coming forth and arising for her, for her own release, you know? So I don't know. It's so it's such a this is such a tricky area also I had no idea we would get into this but, no, it's, but yeah but it's 
It's such a trick area. I love the way that you put it into perspective because I was anti-culture or an anti-cancel culture. So it's like, man, it's just so sad that people are attacking these people for whatever reason, unless, unless there is a just cause, like it's very clearly, like they said something racist or they're completely naive about whatever, like that is a different story for sure. But Mm -hmm. I think it also at the same time, because we don't want to dilute whatever it is. And we really want to make sure that we are sharing the information that really does need to be changed, like systemic racism and also the internalized racism that people might not even be aware of, even if they say like, oh, I'm not racist, blah, blah, blah. Like bring awareness to all of that. Absolutely. But also, man, it's such a tricky balance when it comes to things like you were just saying, like, that's not a thing because then it will just dilute it. But at the same time, maybe that's also a wound that needs to be healed too. So it's all like, this is such a tricky topic. Yeah, it, it is. It's so tricky. And, and, and I, and I want to say to your point about what's coming up for, for Wendy, like maybe that was like a wound for her. That's yeah. when, that's when self-care, self-love and healing, mm. really working on yourself comes into play. Now you really have to have a certain level of self-awareness where you can say, yeah. is this person actually treating me this way? Or am I projecting my own thoughts, feelings, and insecurities onto this person and situation. Right. That is where your um, self-awareness comes from and, and your own healing and your own work where you can observe yourself and bear witness to yourself. And then you're able to, what we said at the beginning of this conversation, you're able to, to, to discern exactly mm. what the truth of the situation is. Because in that situation, Ashley was not being colorist at all. That is how Wendy may have received it. There Mm -hmm. there are two different things. One thing is saying, I received this because of my stuff. I'm projecting my own wounds onto the situation. Ashley, I know it wasn't you. These are some issues I might need to deal with on my own. Versus when you get um, an appropriate situation of cancel culture, when that person's situation was actually acting racist, sexist, homophobic, or whatever the case may be. So that discernment is very, very needed and and it makes things clear and it doesn't make it so muddied because was this person actually being this way or was my perception of this person in the situation skewed through my own pain and my own wounds that I haven't yet healed so my experience is yes it's my truth but that doesn't mean it was the truth of the situation Ooh, my truth, not the truth, whatever her reality is. Yeah. I want to talk about self-care right after this, but I'm curious what ended up happening with Wendy. So curious. She just gave this like really like roundabout, like her whole thing is she's like, I have four degrees. I have four degrees. I I have a PhD and everyone's just like, shut up. Nobody cares. Uh (laughs) (laughs) So she's kind of like that. So she went on some very like weird highfalutin like monologue about it and then it kind of just right. like go and then later on everyone was just like yeah that wasn't really colorism but but cool <laughs> wow that's <laughs> so that. interesting and that probably just yeah. that definitely didn't help her case also that's so no, interesting and she's not a fan favorite at all like I, like uh, I personally she's coming back for another season but I personally was just like why like they definitely ah uh, yeah because she, she's a she's um an example of of like you mentioned it, but people who have pain body, she's an example yeah. of that. You can tell that mm. she has so much going right. on on her inside where she looks like a person at war with herself. Oh, 
The thing about being on reality TV is that it's so hard for one because they're always, you know, thinking about how they're perceived. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, you can tell that she, uh, she has some um, unpacking to do. Yes, yeah, so she has some unpacking to do. Yeah. I'm from Utah and now they have Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I don't know if you've seen that yet. Um, yes. Yes. I've only watched, <laughs> I've watched two episodes with my parents and I'm from Park City, Utah. So they film a lot where I'm from. It's definitely a completely different reality than what I've ever grew up in or ever knew. But I'm like, <laughs> all right. But yeah, it's so interesting. I could tell a lot of them as well have so many wounds to unpack. I mean, like we're, we yeah. all do. We all do. But, yeah. But there's a reason why they also are probably attracting reality TV because they, they're very interesting characters to have. Yeah. Very interesting. <laughs> I, I think you get two types of reality TV people. You yeah. get one that are very smart, actually very mm-hmm. grounded. And they're just like, I'm using this to promote my business and my products. And I'm going to play this role the way I need to play it in order to elevate my own platform. A la uh, Bethany Frankel, right? Oh, exactly. Yeah. And then you have the other type of reality person who has a gaping soul wound and they're just looking for something to fill it. And they yeah. get on TV and they just sort of crumble and all things that are just become a mess. Think about how many people they're like wasted on screen every time they're like blackout drunk. They're yeah. getting fights. Like it's just insane. And, and it, when it gets to the point where it's hard to watch sometimes. I know. Yeah. They're, play, they're playing these traumas out publicly. It's so interesting to observe these humans that have completely different realities than my own, but yeah. to watch them play out in that way. I could never, I, I can never do it. One, my life is not that dramatic. My storylines would have to be a thousand percent fake because it'd be like, oh, same. Woke up, had a coffee, <laughs> for a run, did a podcast. Like, yeah, they'd oh be gosh. like, and <laughs> and scene, and scene. All right, next person. Um, <laughs> wait, which is your favorite Real Housewives series or franchise? Ooh, um, I have to say, I love my New York girls. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you're also from that area. Yeah, I love I love my New Yorkers. Yeah. All right. So I'm curious, how did you come up with the name Sugar Pills? I love it. It's so clever. Oh, um, Sugar Pills because a my namesake. I'm Candy. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so Sugar Pills is just like a, a nice little play on words. And yeah. Then, so um, a sugar pill is almost like a it's a placebo, right? Like they give yeah. it to you, and you know because you believe it's going to work, it works. That's kind of what um, I'm really all about when you shift your belief system to be rooted in your own divinity and power. That is when everything changes. So it's really just about having the belief. So it's really not about what's in the pill. It's (laughs) about you believing that it will work. So when you believe that you are worthy, when you believe that you are valuable, when you believe that you are deserving of love, when you believe you deserve respect, when you believe you deserve success, when you believe you deserve to have everything you want to manifest and come true in this life, it has to happen. So it's really just about shifting your belief to yourself. And that's Mm. what sugar pills. Ugh. So beautiful. And then of course, it sounds like because you are 
sharing when you believe this, when you believe that perhaps there's some affirmations or maybe there's some other tools that you share to help people truly believe. Do you mind sharing some tools? And I'm assuming this is part of your self-care. Yeah, I'll definitely share some tools. Um, Definitely meditation. Yes. Uh, just really getting still and really connecting back to self and really being able to get in tune with your own inner guidance. Um, definitely journaling, just getting it out, being able to look at your thoughts, look at what's coming up from you. Um, and then I think the beauty of journaling is that you kind of get some detachment from it. So once it's out of you, you can look at it and get perspective and be like, oh, this is that, you know, um, you don't have to be a great writer. Just get your pen, get your paper and just say, what is coming up for me today? And then just don't edit yourself and let it flow. Or why do I keep doing this? Why do I keep doing that? Or whatever it is, you know, you can just free flow. You can use journal prompts, but I'm definitely an advocate of journaling. Yes. I think visualization is also very powerful. You know, it's a little, it's different than meditating. Like with visualization, you really see yourself living and embodying everything you want you know, it's, it's so true. It's like before the, um, before I forget what the quote is, but it's like before the world can see it, your mind must imagine it is basically the, mm. of so really visualizing, you know, being everything you want and getting everything you want in this world, that most empowered version of yourself. Um, I think taking care of yourself in a holistic way is really important. I think, you know, sometimes in wellness and spirituality, we talk about, you know, journal, you know, meditation, but also, you know, work your body every day, go for a walk, um, go for a swim, go for a run, hike, connect with nature. Um, Make sure that you're taking, you know, multivitamins that are really good for you. Make sure you're eating green leafy foods. You're drinking enough water. You're staying hydrated and healthy. I think really taking a holistic approach to your health is really important because you could be meditating all day, but if your body is failing you, what's really uh-huh. And it's like when anything is out of whack, it affects all things. Take care of yourself from a holistic standpoint. I think also having a support system is a really integral part of any self-care plan, whether it's your friends, whether it's your family, um, you know, whoever you, you know, like, and trust with what you're going through in your story, having some form of community and having some form form of support is really good. I also think having a relationship with someone who um, is a professional in their space, whether it's a therapist, a psychologist, a spiritual leader, a counselor, um, whoever it may be, a Reiki picture, I don't know, whoever, (laughs) I don't know, whoever it is, you know, um, really diving into your mental, emotional, and spiritual journey under the guidance of, of someone who is uh, credible, you know, don't just yes. anyone out there when seeking that level of support, make sure the person you're yeah. going to, you know, is educated, went to school, they have everything in order and that the guidance that they're giving you is, is a helping and in tune with what you need. So just do your due diligence. When, discernment. Yeah. Discernment when you're working with someone just to make sure that that goes with that. And then affirmations. I love affirmations. I actually have like a pile of um, <laughs> note cards, like a legit pile of note cards. And the way I use affirmations, I say, I am, and then I will put the essence of something. And then I also do like, I will say like, I am love. I am mm-hmm. faith. I am grace. I am strength. 
I am success, I am divinity, like whatever it is. So I have those stack of note cards. And then my other note cards are more of the things that I want to call into my life. Like I am the highest paid executive producer in the world. I am an award-winning actress. You know, I am so happy and yeah. grateful that I have this new development deal. Like all of those things that I want to, um, that I'm on track for, but I want to call into my existence. I, and I, and I do it in present tense, not I'm going to be, or not I hope, or I can, because that is a feeding into the disbelief that you can have it. And it's also placing it into the future. So you want to place it into the now, the present moment and get that feeling of having it and then act as if from there. So, you know, if I were the highest paid executive producer in the world, how would I respond to this email? <laughs> mm, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Little things like that's the acting as if, you know, absolutely award winning actress. And I was doing all these things, you know, how would I negotiate on my own behalf? So, Instead of even if it's like, since I am, yeah, <laughs> since I yeah, am. Yeah. Yeah. Since I am, you know, like I am the highest paid. So, and the way that that shows up in a practical way in your life because again with all my self-care tips my podcast I always want to make it very practical and tangible not yeah. too frou-frou or, or out there but it's like how does it affect my true day-to-day life right so that mm-hmm. can show up as you know like if you really have this belief like I am the highest paid executive producer in the world right so I'm gonna get the cojones to maybe write an email and pitch, I don't know, Netflix, Amazon, any streaming platform and just pitch them and be like, hi, I'm blah, 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 blah. These are the things I have. This is the value that I add. And let's set up a meeting or let's do this, you know, insert whatever your dream or thing is, but you're coming from a place of value add rather than desperate need. And that's what the the shift is. So rather than thinking, oh my God, Netflix, please buy my script. Oh my God. Like I need you to buy my script. I will, I will, I will be deserving and worthy only if I get this deal. And having that mindset, right? You actually coming from a place of, hi Netflix, let's do a deal. This is the value that I add. These are the scripts I have. These are the ideas I have. I know that you're in the business of buying scripts and ideas. So let's make a deal. I'm providing value. Because if you think about it at the end of the day, that's exactly what you're doing. Because say say that dream actually happens, right? Say a Netflix does buy your script. They are buying your script. That means that you are providing value to them. That's like when you go to the grocery store and I'm going to give the grocery store my money to get my groceries because- I, it's providing me a product, a service of value. So when you think, when you start to think of yourself and to think of what you're doing as valuable, Mm -hmm. then you're able to come to the table from a place of empowerment of this is what I'm offering you. Let's make a deal rather than, Oh my God, like, please, please pick me. So then, so then I really am a writer. Then I really am this, then I really am blah, blah, blah. It's again, goes back to what I was saying before when I had to stop waiting for people to give me permission to do what I knew I wanted to do. Yeah. If you want to do it, do it. You know, if you want to be it, be it. And you don't need any external validation to be who you are. If you are a writer, because you write, period. Mm-hmm. You are an yep. actor because you act, period. You are a content creator because you have a podcast, period. 
Mm-hmm. So you don't need any external validation. Those things are nice. And yes, they're benchmarks. And those are things that are what we strive for. But when you get to the point of, I am who I am, period. Now let's make a deal from that place. That's when you get the Mindy Kalix. That's when you get the Issa Rays. That's when you get, um, who else is out there doing uh, stuff like that? You know, but anybody out there like that, <laughs> right? That's when you get those people, you know, that's when, because yeah. they're coming from a, I am providing value to you. Yep. Not I need you in order to validate myself. Mm. And it's so wild to also see them grow where they are. Both Mindy and Issa, I watched before they even became Mindy or Issa. Like I remember Issa Rae's YouTube series when I was in college and I don't, she probably only had a couple thousand viewers at that time. And I was obsessed with her and her work because I could see it from a mile away. But the thing is, is that she always inspired me because she also took the inspired action. See, we can visualize it all day, but it's so important. And you as well, like you took the inspired action. I mean, you created narcissists, you created four books. Like it's, there's so much power. And then once you also visualize it, I think a lot of people, they, it's hard for them to get over the mind block of taking the action. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I love that you bring up the action part because you, you, you meditate and you visualize and you journal to create the intentionality and to create the energy and to create the space to receive yeah. what your inspired action should be and yeah. then confidence to act on it. So you get those inspired actions, you get those downloads, you get those whispers, you get the intuition like, oh, like, you know, um, maybe you should email this person that you haven't emailed in a while and see what they're up to. And then see yeah. where and see where that can lead. Oh, like maybe the idea for your next book should be X, Y, and Z, or whatever it is. But you're you you you're doing all of those mindset things to put yourself in the correct space to receive the inspired action, and Absolutely. the I am's and the affirmations is this building up your confidence to be confident enough to say, I don't care what anybody thinks or says. I just got inspired to do something. Do it. You do the self-care, you do the mental mindset work to get to the shift, and then you continue to do the self-care mental mindset work to get the confidence mm-hmm. to get to a place where I don't care what anybody thinks or says about me. I just got inspired to do something. I'm going to do it. Imagine if Issa Rae worried about what somebody thought about her YouTube channel. <laughs> Well, she would not be Saray like she is right now. Exactly. Imagine if Tyler Perry worried about what somebody said about his plays. Oh dear. Then imagine yeah, if he... Oprah Winfrey worried about what somebody said about her being um, a, a news anchor or whatever she was doing before she right. became Oprah. Right. 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 Or he yeah, cared and... about somebody. Uh, cared about the way he kicked football. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so I think that's the most freeing thing. Where it's really when you get to that and that to me was like one of the biggest game changers when I got to the place where how I feel and what I need and want is my first and best priority and to everything else be damned and it's Mm -hmm. not selfish it's not egotistical it's not conceited it's actually the healthiest highest form of being yeah because self you know to me self-love and self-care is actually the highest expression of gratitude to this one and precious life that we have been given when you Mm -hmm. take care of yourself when you put yourself first when you know you're knowing this there is no better way to say thank you for this life and (sighs) that really is what it's about to me taking care of yourself and just believing in yourself and loving on yourself what better way to say thank you 
to mm-hmm. creator, God, universe, whatever you believe in for this life. Mm-hmm. For this life. It's the, it's the best way to do it. it, it it's what it's got to be. And, and that, and I said it before, but I'll say it again. Another really big game changer in my life. And of course it's a lifestyle. And so it, every day it's a choice and every day you work on it, but the validation switch, because I think for a while, like many people, but I will only speak for myself. I was operating <laughs> from a place of, if they give me this then I will be validated. I will be accepted. I will be worthy. I will be enough. I'll be successful. I'll be lovable, whatever it is. When they give me this, then I'll be right. So like when they book me for this show, then I'll be deserving and love and then I'll be successful. Then I'll Mm -hmm. be worthy. Then I'll be enough. You know, um, when I get these amount of followers, when I get X, Y, and Z, when they buy my script, then I'll be a real writer, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when they buy my manuscript, then, then, then I'll be legit. Then I'll be a real, then I'll be a real <laughs> person, right? <laughs> so I had to flip it from performance-based value. You know, how I'm, how I'm performing, how other people are perceiving me, um, all of any external validations, then I'm worthy, then I'm good enough, right? Absolutely. To intrinsic value and worthiness. No, I am here. Therefore, I am worthy. Therefore, I am enough. Therefore, I am deserving. Therefore, I am valuable. I am worthy. Therefore, I deserve for this to happen to me. Mm-hmm. I am valuable. Therefore, Netflix should buy my script. It starts mm-hmm. with you being valuable in and of yourself. I'm not looking for Netflix to give me value. I'm yeah. adding value to Netflix because I am inherently valuable. Yeah. I have what Netflix needs, mm-hmm. not the other way around. <laughs> you have, you're creating your own trial. Yeah, because if you think about it, the people whose scripts are being bought, the people who you know are making shows on that level, that's the attitude they have. Yeah. They don't go into Netflix being like, please pick me. <laughs> like, no. no. They go they just into know. Netflix being like, let's make a deal. I got what yeah. you're looking for. Let's they, make a they deal. Know. It's literally a transaction. It's a sale. Mm-hmm. I have a good or a service that you buy. It's literally, <laughs> that's it. It, it. But we get so caught up in putting our worthiness, our value, our self-esteem, our quote unquote success and deservability into all of it when it's really not that deep or serious. The truth is it's just a company that buys goods and services from individuals. Yeah. That's literally what it is. It is no different than going to the market and I'm Netflix and I'm going to the market and there's a guy there who sells apples. I love apples. I'm going to give this guy $2 for two apples. That's it. (laughs) That is literally what it is. It is just yeah. a transaction. Netflix is just like, hi, I'm Netflix. I stream movies and TV shows. Yeah. Oh, you write movies and TV shows? Let me buy them off of you. See, we don't that even is- have to put Netflix on that pedestal. You know, it, it, <laughs> exactly. they're truly just, they're just that the company it. and we can provide that value to anybody else, you know, and that's the power. There's yeah. so much beauty in letting it go. Like, let's say mm-hmm. you wanted Netflix, but 
there's so much power in sending the email and then letting it go and just seeing what happens as well, because who cares if it's Netflix, if not them and somebody else, it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I just use, yeah. I just use Netflix as like the, oh yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. (laughs) It really applies to like anything. Like, I think it's like, it's like dating, right? It's like, you have to always remember you are the prize. Yep. You are what is supposed to be won. You are the thing of value. And when you know that you're the thing of value, you stop giving away your power to other people. And you stop getting your worthiness outside of who you are. A diamond or a gem or, you know, whatever precious, you know, crystal gem or whatever it is, doesn't give away its value. Mm -hmm. Because it's inherently valuable. (laughs) So like if I have a ring on my finger, right? Say I had a big diamond ring. No mm-hmm. one would come up to me and be like, wow, Candy, you're so valuable. No, I would <laughs> say, wow, how much does that ring cost? <laughs> right. Because it's the ring that has the value. Yep. So remember that you're the ring. You are the thing that has the value. They are buying what you are selling, not the other way around. Mm. Uh, you're so magnetic with your storytelling. I'm just <laughs> gonna, I feel like so many are going to just feel so fueled to go and just express whatever it is that they want and just show up because they, you innately are already valuable enough, are worthy enough innately. It's yeah. just get letting go of the mind, the mental blocks and caring about what others think. If we were to summarize it all and practicing the art of discernment when it comes to how we're going to transact in this world. Yeah. And it really just boils down to belief because in any area, whether it's entertainment, sports, career, whatever it is, in in any, any area, the people who are quote unquote succeeding aren't necessarily the most talented people. They're the people who have an unwavering belief in self. Yes, absolutely. And let yourself off the hook. Like I talk about this, I do this, but I still have moments where I'm like, ugh. so allow yourself to be human and remember it's just a process you don't have to get it perfect you just have to keep progressing oh, I'm so glad that you said that yeah. I'm so glad that you said that because some oh, people yeah. are like oh, of course it's easy for you candy <laughs> but not so much you know yeah. so yeah. it's so good yeah. to know that like we're all human we all have our we just we have to continue like you said earlier it's a lifestyle and we have to continue mentally checking in yeah yeah like you guys see the gloss not the grit so yeah oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. okay <laughs> do you have some time for some rapid fire yeah let's go let's do it okay are you a coffee or a tea person I'm a coffee and tea person fair is enough that, How, is, that, is that okay like I love that I love them both <laughs> absolutely why not I mean how about early bird or night owl oh um early bird yeah 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 what is your most used emoji the black heart <laughs> oh yeah Ooh. all right <laughs> any other reality shows you like watching um kind of like all of them <laughs> yeah um, I love except for I'm not a bachelor person I don't know why oh actually agreed on that I don't like the bachelor but um I like the real housewives I like summer house um I like what else do I like to watch to, to do yeah I guess those are like my main ones like how do I summer house? Vanderpump oh and Vanderpump well pre pre-cancel culture 
yeah so yeah I like I like Vanderpump I liked very Cavallari too yeah, yeah that was good I like very Cavallari I liked Wags of LA um I love that one it's like wives and girlfriends of like professional players it's it's almost oh. weird Kardashian thing oh man um how about your favorite era of music I'm not a I would say I don't really have an era but I love everything Lizzo like oh, she oh, my heart has tram like I'm on my little runs and I'm listening to her songs and I'm just like I yeah. got this <laughs> no so yeah everything Lizzo I would say the era of Lizzo the era of Lizzo I love that yeah she fuels my soul I was when I was recently on a long trek on the opposite side of the world I can't tell you I was heartbroken I was going through like a heartbreak and oh. I just had Lizzo on repeat because she just fueled me. Yeah, I feel you, 100%, 100%. That song, Soulmate, I can't, I can't. Oh yeah, uh, I can't, I can't. <laughs> How about your favorite beverage? Ooh, um, palm, you know, the, the pomegranate juice? Oh yeah, I my like mom has um, that. I like to do, to do the palm pomegranate juice, and then I like to add in um, some, some tonic to it. Okay. Like a little pomegranate spritzer going on. Yeah, like a little bubbly. I like that. How about what makes you laugh no matter what? My mom. Oh, she's hilarious. She's hilarious. I can't. She's funny because she knows she's funny. Like she says things like she'll like laugh loud, like weird, just like the weirdest things she says and does. She's like, oh, you know, I'm just watching Perry Mason. It's the weirdest thing. It's like cracking up. Like it's it's. I, I think she's just the funniest person on the planet. I love her. She's she's great. She's great. She's my bestie. Yeah. She's your bestie. bestie. Do you have any other guilty pleasures? Oh, um, so during lockdown and quarantine, I really got into YouTube reality show recaps. Okay. So like these YouTube shows, like one's called like All About the Tea and like Cheryl's World and another one's called like DJ Richie Sky and Up and Adam, just like people on YouTube on their channels recapping reality shows and like mm. talking about like daily like celebrity and pop culture gossip and I literally I'm obsessed I like tune in I join the chat sometimes and it's great it's become its own little uh community which is definitely necessary during these lockdown times are you sure you can't see yourself? Because it sounds like you love reality TV. Could you ever see yourself <laughs> doing some sort, maybe not Real Housewives, but something? Because I feel like people would still be entertained by you. But I can see how you're not like super dramatic because you're very aware. Yeah, I wouldn't. Maybe I would do like a, maybe like a hybrid talk show or something. I would do something like that. Maybe I could like host something. I see that. Yeah, I, 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 would, that. I would do that where I could like tell people things or like a little hybrid or something like that. Yeah, but a reality show itself, um, I... <laughs> probably not <laughs> it's can of worms it's a whole it's a whole different thing yeah 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 it's weird I was on a reality show once and that was so long ago but it was also it, this was back in my fitness days and I I didn't like being on a reality show so I don't think I'd ever do it yeah <laughs> the way they set things up I was like oh yeah I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be like, yeah, edited and produced and all that. Right, right, right. Yeah. An like executive it. producer of one would be cool. I would definitely produce one. Like that I would do yeah. in a heartbeat. Absolutely. That's cool. Yeah. 
That's cool. For what is your media production company called? 1412 or 1214? It's 1214 um, Media Productions. And for people out there who are, you know, content creators and everything like that, I really just um, set it up. A, to, it builds like validity and credibility when you can say I founded a company and this is my production company. But it's also yeah. a great way um, just to um, like protect yourself, like with like liabilities right. and legal things. Um, and like it's good for like taxes and it's a, just a good way to. Uh, to build equity so if you are um you know writing screenplays or if you have like you know intellectual property it can be all under your own um umbrella company it can be under your company so you're not just saying i'm an independent contractor but you you can do it that way so for people out there i would definitely look into it and there's different ways to do it but it's a good way to uh protect yourself and build your equity as um a creative professional. I agree. I mean, that's why Euro Magic's an LLC because I like, yeah, I, there's so many benefits for that. Um, okay, so the universe gifted you the opportunity to share one message across billboards in major cities all around the world. What would your message read? You are enough. Mm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's a simple enough. that you are. You- you're enough. Yeah. I'm in Palm Desert right now and they have many different billboards. It's funny that I ask this question a lot because down here there's this company, I think it's called Lamar or something. And they have billboards with simply just a message. And maybe it's because they don't want to say like, oh, this billboard's available. So instead they give you a bit, I know, right? But instead they just give you like a nice message. And I'm pretty sure one of them says you are enough. I love that. I love that. But yeah, it's true because I think, I think that's the really, that's the core of it. Yeah. That's the core of everything because it's like we're we're so driven to do things out of trying to prove something. Yeah. Out of trying to validate something. Yeah. But when you just peel all the layers back, the truth is you are enough as is. Everything else is nice and great. But, <laughs> but at your core being, you're mm-hmm. already enough. You were born enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that pretty much summarizes the entire <laughs> episode, those three yeah. words. I love that you're saying this. I'm looking to my left. I'm looking at, I have Mindy Kaling's book and she's somebody that it's interesting you kept bringing her up because she's somebody that represents that for me. I absolutely, she's probably one of my favorite actresses of all time. Yeah. I just love her. Remember the Mindy show? I miss the Mindy yeah. show. Yeah. The Mindy show was great. Oh, so good. Okay. This is the last question that I ask all the Your Magic guests. How would you advise the Euromagic listeners to create their own magic? I would say experiment. <laughs> Ooh, I've never gotten this one before. Ooh, yes, experiment. Yeah, I would just say, you know, experiment. Just, you know, see what happens when you start believing in yourself a little bit more. See what happens when you start showing up fully as your authentic self. See what happens when you start playing bigger you know, uh, doing the bigger pitches, uh, you know, asking the real question of what you want and what you need and what you deserve. Um, See what happens when you start doing your affirmations. Um, See what comes up for you when you meditate and journal and start really taking care of yourself on a holistic level. See what happens when you write down what you want to manifest in your life. Just experiment, experiment. Think of it as a a game. Mm, I love that. Have fun with it and experiment and just be open to newness, be open to the magic, just be open to it and experience and um, experiment. You don't have to, in the beginning, and again, we said it's a life self's a journey. You don't have to be 
like I'm always not a thousand percent sore of myself. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. But Mm -hmm. one thing that I've been able to do is I've I've been able to embrace the spirit of openness. Mm. I am, I am open to things working out for me. I'm open to tomorrow being better. I'm open to having this workout. I'm open to learning how to love myself just a little bit more tomorrow. I'm open to, you know, booking this job or something greater than I'm open to it. So am I always sure? No. Does it always work out? No, but I know that if it hasn't worked out the way I think it is, it's because something is bigger and greater is on the way. And it is always in service of that. So I think that experiment to see what happens when you open yourself up to magic, see what help, see what happens when you open yourself up to being enough to see what happens, experiment. That's what I would say. Just see what happens. See what happens. Like again, give yourself grace, let yourself off the hook. Don't make self-care and self-love and, 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 and magic and manifestation. Another thing that you feel not good enough at bogged down by on your to-do list, not doing it right. Let yourself off the hook, play with it, be open to it. And just, just see what happens. Like, just enjoy your life. <laughs> Candy, I love, oh my gosh, I'm at the edge of my seat. I absolutely yeah. love the way you present this information. And it's so true because I feel like we even, we place pressure on ourselves to do something simple, like a little bit of self-care and self-love when there's no shoulds. It's like you have the opportunity to, if you would like to, and if you do, it make it easy for you and no need to place that pressure. There's no perfect at anything to be honest. No. And, 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 and perfection should not be your goal. Don't yeah. be, perfect, be authentic to who you are and yourself. And that inherently means making mistakes and not getting it right. Cause there's no such thing as right. It's just right for you in that particular moment. And I, I know I've been talking a lot, but I have just one more no, thing. I love this. Please. No, I'm, <laughs> I have all nothing but time. So go okay. for it. So I would also say this was another big thing for me, especially being a woman, especially um, wanting to work in entertainment. I had to switch two words with should have to so what or who cares. So when I was stuck in, I should have had an agent by now. I should have booked this by now. I should have these many credits by now. You know, that's just the entertainment world. But then when you think about other things, oh, I should have you know, be married by now. I should have a house by now. I should have this car by now. I should have, should have, should have, should have, you know, those all things aren't really personal to me, but just in general societal Mm. things, you know, by this age, I should have had that Mm -hmm. mentality will only destroy your joy and will only destroy your spirit. And it will only keep you down. Those should haves will literally strangle the life out of you. So you need to let that go and switch it with, so what, or who cares? Okay, I'm just going to throw things out there. I'm 35 and I don't have a house. So what? (laughs) Do you have, like, so what? Like, do you have an apartment? Do you have, like, a, a condo? Like, are you, like, are you, do you have shelter in and of itself? Yes. Then you're good. You're fine. You're still doing better than 98% of the planet. You're fine. Yep. Yep. So what? 
You know, you could say I'm 29 and all my friends are engaged and married, but I'm still single. That's a big, so what, and who cares? Yes. <laughs> because a lot of people get married for all the wrong reasons. They get married because they feel they're getting old. They're getting married because other friends are getting married. They're getting married because yeah. they've been with person for so long. If we broke up now, I can't imagine starting over. You know what I mean? People get married. Absolutely. Think about the divorce rate right now. It's like over 50%. Why is that? So, yeah. so what? Who cares? You know, um, <laughs> you want to be an actress. You know, I'm... I don't know, think of a random age. I'm 32 and I only have two credits. So what? Who cares? There are so many people out there who have no credits or five credits or two credits who are somehow able to get into the entertainment industry and still have a thriving career. Think about the hot felon. I was watching um, a thing with uh, Vivica Fox. And he was, and she was saying to him how he was like, I can't believe my life. He was like, 10 years ago, I was sitting in prison and now I'm wow. on set with you. You know, now wow. he's movies and TV shows. So this guy literally went from being a legit criminal who was <laughs> a felon and then somehow his mugshot got on line and people were like, oh my God, you're hot. And now he's a legit paid working actor. Oh yeah, that situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so he's called the hot felon where like somehow his like mugshot got leaked out and everyone was like, oh my God, this guy is so hot. And now he's, now he's doing like, he's literally like in movies and television shows. Wow. And so it's like, so you're worried about how many credits you have. This guy was literally in prison. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, when you realize that all of these self-limiting beliefs that are in place to keep society a certain type of way. It's to keep women doing things a certain way at a certain time. You have to have kids by this time. You need to be married by this time. You have to have this type of job by this time. You have to have this type of house by this time. That's all society. And it's actually really rooted in commercialism. They want you to, and, and, and capitalism. It's a way to keep the economy running a certain way. And it's also the patriarchy. Men don't have those pressures at all. That's why you never will hear a man saying my biological clock is ticking ever, uh-huh. ever, because mm-hmm. men are allowed to do what they want to do when they want to do it. But for some reason, we as women have to have it all figured out by 25. Yep. Oh, oh my gosh. I can't believe I'm so glad you're saying this. Amen. 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 Yeah. yeah and another part of that, the hot felon made me think about that. <laughs> when you feel like when you feel like you have missed out on something like I'm too old I'm too young I'm too fat I'm too thin I'm too black I'm too white I'm too poor I'm too rich whatever you think you are too much or less than of find someone who's in those similar circumstances who have done it yeah oh you know? that's 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 a game changer to be that's honest a when game changer because mm-hmm. representation matters and having a vision matters. So when you can see someone become what you want to become in spite of the circumstances that you believe will hinder you from becoming it, that right there shows you that anything is possible to anyone. Absolutely. So, you know, if you are in your 40s and you want to break into, you know, we're talking about entertainment industry, so we can leave it there. If you want to break into acting um, on a bigger scale, find a woman in her 40s who did it. There are. Yes. There are women who got their big break, who, you know, 
came out and 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 done it in their 40s in their 30s in their 50s whatever find someone who's done it before yep under those under similar circumstances because then that you can say if they can do it we are all human beings we are all equal if they can do it so can i I love your passion and I feel the fire of love behind everything you say <laughs> because it's like, uh, you were meant for this, by the way, just to share this information oh. because <laughs> I can feel it. Yeah. So have you ever heard the word expander? It's a word that's coined by someone who's been a guest on the show, Lacey Phillips, and she is the creator of To Be Magnetic. Uh, she coined this term expander, as in, if you want something, also look for those who have already done it and they will expand you to open you into that way. And I think that in, into the possibility, into the knowing that it's possible yeah. for you, because there's always, there's always something you can find or somebody that can expand you in some way, shape or form. And so I think that that's a huge part of this whole equation to step yeah. into what you want to be. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it goes back to what we said before. It's like before the world can see it, the mind must imagine it. So you have to be able to imagine yourself doing it. And the best way to imagine yourself doing it is by seeing someone who's done it before that model. And that's why we talked about the Mindy Kalig's and, and Issa Rae's out mm-hmm. there because we're able to look at them and be like, okay, you know, these are women just like us. You just had a yeah. dream for it, you know? Um, yep. Yeah. So I definitely, definitely believe that. And I think, um, Another thing that really helped me was I didn't, I didn't coin this, but I heard it. I think, I believe her name is Patrice Washington, no relation, either Patrice or Patricia. And Uh she was talking about the difference between passion versus purpose. Uh And passion is for you, what you're passionate about, what you suffer for, what you love, what lights you up, what you do without pay, what you wake up wanting to do. Like that's your passion, right? Mm -hmm. But your purpose is what you do that is in service of others. And that's what your purpose is. And how do you bring together your passion and your purpose? And that's really when you create, that's like that magical intersection, intersectionality. (laughs) I was talking about like my, like my purpose, like I am passionate about storytelling, whether I'm telling the story or whether I'm watching the stories where I'm rooting or listening to it. Like, that's why I love like TV and, you know, like the drama and all that stuff and, and, and writing and all that great stuff. I love storytelling. That's for right. me. I would write no matter what. I would watch these shows. Like, I love it, you know? Even mm-hmm. the YouTube recaps are just sitting around telling people, sto- they're just telling stories, and I love it. So I'm passionate about storytelling. But my purpose is to add value to the, live, to the lives of others through storytelling. Mm. So I'm using my purpose, my passion in service of my purpose. Yes. And that's really what it's about. What are you passionate about? And then how do you turn that passion into something that adds values to other people? And that is what your purpose is. Mm. How do you serve others through what lights you up? And if you think about that, if like when you, when you see people and they are living their passion and their purpose, you know it. Like think about like, sometimes you see like a FedEx guy and he is just jamming out and he is just like, here's your package. And he's so friendly and nice. And he just has an authentic joy about him. He's the FedEx guy, but he is serious about delivering the packages. He wants it to be on time. He knows the value he's adding. Like he believes in it and that is his jam, right? Oh yeah. It doesn't matter what the vocation is. It doesn't matter whether you are an executive or you're a FedEx guy or whatever you are, it's 
is what you're doing lighting up your spirit? And is that light adding light to the spirit of others? And that is really what it's about because you could be an executive at a company and be absolutely miserable because what you're doing does not serve your ultimate passion and purpose. It's making you money. You have a title. Sure, those are all great things, but you're miserable. Mm -hmm. Or you could be the FedEx guy who is completely living like his best life, dropping off his packages <laughs> because a part of his purpose is, you know, making my day easier. Right. Or whatever it is. Or, be- or connecting with random them. humans. Or you connecting know, with people. Yeah. Whatever, or whatever Absolutely. it is, you know, cause you, you, you sometimes will, you'll see a bus driver who is just like so excited and happy and yes. jazzed and that's what they're supposed to do to be. Or you can see a bus driver who is like miserable and hates their life and their job. But you also see CEOs who are so like, think about like, um, what's his name? Like a Richard Branson. He is totally in alignment with his purpose and his passion. Absolutely. Great CEO. But then you also have CEOs who like are miserable and commit suicide. And you can see it. And you, you yeah. And who are like totally miserable. You can see the life sucked out of them. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) Exactly. A hundred percent. So it's like, it's really not the vocation. It's not the doing of it's, it's the energy from which it comes from and whether or not that's in alignment with your authentic self. Because there are some, some mm. people who are meant to be the FedEx guy and they are loving it. And there are some people yeah. who are meant to be the CEOs and loving it. So it's really not about the vocation. It's right. what serves your soul and your light and how is that igniting the, the light and passion in other people. Yes. What's the deeper purpose behind it? Like you said, it's not the vocation. So it's not about the FedEx, but it's about that he's meeting all these random people and that's lighting him up. And going back to, cause I think a lot of people put pressure on themselves. Like I need to find my purpose, but it's also like, what about playing and experimenting to find what that is that truly lights you? I think that that's also key. A hundred percent. And it goes just back to like, don't make finding your purpose or having a passion or becoming whatever you want to become a a chore you know it's again give yourself grace let yourself off the hook experiment and play and because the purpose of all of this is because you think that when you get to x y and z you'll be happy and you can enjoy your life absolutely the trick is that you need to be happy and enjoy your life now because the (laughs) truth is the only moment that ever truly exists in this world is this present moment The moment right here where I am talking to you is the actual only moment that truly exists. The past is the past. You can't go back. The future has not yet come. This is truly the only moment that we truly have. So don't wait to become or do to be happy and joyful and to enjoy your life. Do it now. Mm, Absolutely. Make make your intention to do it now. That's another thing I did because I was definitely one of those people that Mm. I think happens a lot, especially when you are in entertainment was I'll be happy when I book this. I'll be Mm -hmm. happy when they buy this script. I'll be happy when I'm on this show. I'll be happy when I'm in this movie. I'll be happy when I get to meet these people. I'll be happy when I win this award. When you continuously place your happiness and your joy outside of your present moment, outside of the journey that you are on right now, you will never get there. That they mean by there's no there there. (laughs) There's no there there because you'll you'll just be like, well, then this and this, because think about the people who do have some of those things and how miserable they are. Yeah. As long as you place, because there, but there are some people who have those things and they are truly fulfilled and happy and joyful because 
it again goes back to it's not about the thing. Mm-hmm. It's not about the thing. It's about your relationship to yourself. And it's about what your mindset and thought patterns are about you. Yeah. If you say, I am enough right now. Therefore, I'm going to choose to enjoy the journey. I'm going to choose to do a couple of things a day. Like me, I make it a point to do a couple of things a day that are just silly and just bring me joy and happiness. Even if it's just like, I'm just going to eat some cheese right now. It's self-care and it's and detaching from the outcome. It's detaching mm-hmm. from the result and you're going to let it flow to you. It's really about saying, I deserve to be happy now. Yeah. I am enough now. I deserve joy now and I can let it go. Whether yes. I like it or not, I'm still an actress. Mm-hmm. Whether they buy my script or not, I am still a writer. Yeah. Whether they syndicate my podcast or not, I am still a content creator. Uh-huh. And I am still worthy and deserving and I'm still enough and I'm going to enjoy this life because this is the only one like this I will ever get. Yeah. And I don't know how much of it I have left because no one does. So instead of putting it outside and in the future, I'm going to stop out the noise. I'm not going to give a damn about what anybody else says or thinks. <laughs> I am just going to enjoy my life. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Make the decision to enjoy your life. Because that is really what it's all about. Your, your life is meant to be enjoyed. It is. You're meant to be happy. You're meant to love you're meant to feel, you're meant to cry, you're, you're meant to laugh, you, you're meant to have heartache and then love again. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's is meant to be lived and your feelings are, are meant to be felt very deeply. And, and now, not mm-hmm. when, if, but now. And that's mm-hmm. really what it's all about. There's no there there. It's only right now. It's only mm. right now. Because when you get to there, there's going to be another there. Yes. Why Always. you're not happy or you're not enough or you need this. Oh, now I'm an actress. Now I got to get an Oscar. Like, mm. like, yeah. Whatever it is. It's all and now. then when you get that Oscar, sometimes actually people go, they, they start to hit just a, just a moment, just a short wave maybe of depression because they're like, now what? Yeah. That's why it's so important to enjoy the journey. Yeah. And also it's not so much, um, I mean, yes, it's definitely now what, but I also think a part of it is this is it. Mm, It's like, like, oh, I I booked the TV show. This is it? I thought thought the mountains were going to move. I thought (laughs) the Red Sea was going to part. Like I thought it would be different. 1,000%. They get the Oscar and they're like, well, well, this is it. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. Absolutely. And that like, you know, the dismay sets in and, 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 and that kind of sets in because the truth is life is life and wherever Mm. you go, there you are. So it's really about that relationship to yourself and those, and the, and, and intentionally choosing to love yourself, to have fun and to honor this one and wild life that you have and Mm -hmm. be wild with it. Just be wild with it. You know, just make mistakes, mess it up, muck it up. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? Who cares? Who cares? When I started being like, so what? And who cares? And whatever. Yeah. 
that's when I, uh, that's when I started living a joyful life. Yeah. And you started showing up for yourself. Cause I can tell you really show up for yourself. And that's something yeah. that is, it's hard for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's definitely hard because it's also, um, it's a lot of re reconditioning and reprogramming because yes. we're not program. Well, some people are, and those people are very lucky and they get, but the majority of people are not conditioned to show up for themselves fully. We're conditioned mm-hmm. to be polite. We're positioned yep. to not be too loud. We're, we're conditioned to not be a pain. We're conditioned to um, always be helpful, to accommodate yeah. Right. That's what we're conditioned to be. And all of those things are just dimming our own light and they're putting ourselves last on the list. Absolutely. How beautiful it would be if we came out the womb being like, your well-being is your best and best is your best and first priority. How beautiful would it be if you came out the womb being like your joy and, and your happiness is really the only thing you have to worry about. Your barometer for life isn't um credits and accolades and awards your barometer life is just how do you feel and that's it do you feel good or do you not feel good how can you feel better and that's really it that's really it what it's okay to to love yourself a lot of people don't know that a lot of people take pride in being self-deprecating a lot of people take pride in not liking themselves and it's bizarre and weird But if you think about it, a lot of people do. Yeah. What were you going to say? I was going to say what an answer to (laughs) the question, how do you create your own magic? What an answer. (laughs) (laughs) This has been amazing, Candy. Yeah, same. This is what I Seriously. So thank you. You fueled me and I feel like I can take on the world today. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how you should feel because that is. Yes. Uh, Candy, I absolutely love this. You're more than welcome back on anytime, yeah. seriously. Yeah. And I have to have you on mine. Oh, I would love to. Oh my gosh. I would yeah. love to. I'd be, I'll have, have you on mine. Yeah. I'm super down. Well, first also, wait, wait, wait. I mean, not first, last. Where can everybody <laughs> connect with you? Yeah, so you can um, go to my website, which is candywashington.com. And you can also join me on Instagram at candywashington. And if you want to listen to my podcast, it's Sugar Pills, A Practical Guide to Self-Care. And it's on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, where you get your (laughs) podcast across the spectrum. Um, You can watch my movie Narcissist on Amazon Prime and also on SoFi TV. And you can get my books on Amazon or Barnes & Noble amazing oh you can get on Barnes and Noble that's amazing and one of them okay wait what are all the titles of your book you got triggered oh yeah so um the first one is uh the namesake of the, of the podcast I wrote the book first it's sugar pills really for creative professionals looking to find their success without losing themselves and those mm-hmm. are personal stories I had of moving basically moving to LA and being like WTF <laughs> and having to navigate um what that looked like and just getting a tougher skin while retaining my light. That's pretty much what that book is about. And just so good. I give different insights on that. And then my second book um, is The Entrepreneur's Guide to Personal Branding. And that mm. is just basically a very beginner's blueprint, um, blueprint like template of 
you know, if you're like, oh, how do I build an online presence? Well, what's your scheme? What's your mission? What's your customer, um, ideal customer, all those things. So it's a very yeah. just like bare bones template. My third book is actually called The Third, and that's a novella. And that's uh, my first fiction. And that is about a woman who, um, yeah, she's great. So she has, um, she has codependency and how that shows up in her life. And she gets um, a proposition from this older client. And so you have to see what happens with that. But oh. it's, 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 it's almost like a... I love murder mysteries. So it's like all that stuff. The fourth book is called Triggered and Triggered is the novel version of um, the third. So the third was a novella. And the feedback I got was, wait, what does she do? What happened? What happened before? Because I left the third on a cliffhanger. And so Triggered is the expanded version of the third. I changed their names and I gave um, more characters, more backstory, and you get an answer about what happens at the end. Oh, like um, the devil wears Prada meets Gone Girl. So good. When you do come on again, I want you to go through your creative processes and I'll probably also gather uh, listener questions, but oh my gosh, I absolutely love Uh, this. this. Yeah. And when I come on again, I have, um, I'm noodling on my, the, the fifth, my fifth book. I have the idea. So maybe I can come on and talk to you guys about it to see if you guys think it's relevant and fun. That's amazing. Go reach out to Candy Washington. I'm going to leave her information, everything she just shared in the show notes as always. And Candy, I'm so thankful that you came on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me and please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And don't forget to share this podcast with a friend. Head over to Instagram and join me at Candy Washington. I can't wait to hear from you.